You are listening to Kingdom Faith with Phil and Ben, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. This week's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of sharing the hard stuff, and why do churches struggle with sharing the hard stuff? And most importantly, how do we get past it? So Ben, why do you think it's so hard to share the hard stuff, and why is it so difficult? I think the big thing about sharing hard stuff, about talking about things we don't like to talk about, is that we're scared. We're scared of what other people are going to think. Mm-hmm. We're scared of how it might affect our lives, how it might damage any relationships that we're in. Yeah, definitely. You know, you look at some of the things that we consider to be hard stuff, like pornography addiction. I mean, the stats are out there that a lot of people are addicted to pornography, even mm-hmm. in the church. People don't want to talk about it because they're scared it might hurt their marriage or might end their marriage, which it might, but sin has consequence. Yeah. You know, you might be scared to admit that your marriage not might not be in the best place and you might lose respect with people and you shouldn't. You know, if you are having struggles, you need to be sharing those things because otherwise it's not going to get any better. You know, mm-hmm. that's a false assumption people make. Another one that, you know, came to mind when I was thinking about this was dieting or overeating. A lot of people don't want to talk about the idea that our body is a temple and part of treating our body like a temple is that we need to try to keep it in good shape. But people don't want to do that or when it comes around, they just want to display confidence. They don't want to admit, you know, they have some work to do. But other than that, I think another large aspect when it comes to the, on the church level as a whole is that the church is very fearful in modern culture, especially in the U.S., and being politically correct. Yeah. You know, they want to, they don't want to offend anyone. They don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, which isn't a bad thing all the time. But we kind of, it kind of gets lost in translation that the church isn't supposed to reflect culture. Yeah. You know, the Bible calls us to be sanctified, Mm -hmm. to be set apart from culture, even if that means being a little different. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of times the, the church gets so fearful of the idea that, you know, they might, they might lose their, their congregation if, if they say something that, is set apart that's completely different mm. um, from what culture has has deemed right and wrong and and all those things and we we begin to be afraid to offend things that are i think meant to be an offense in a way that it should change how we live and change our worldview yeah um, of a lot of things you know who was okay with turning the people away it was jesus yeah exactly uh, jesus didn't have a problem with with telling the truth Um, and churches should act in the same way they should act in a way that doesn't sacrifice truth Mm. Um, and I think that's that's big in in our churches uh, today that um, we have to be ready and we have to be okay with talking about the difficult stuff yeah Um, there's so many things like you mentioned you know you got this fear aspect of, of just talking about things that are so uncomfortable, especially sexual sin. Yeah, um, that's very big, um, and I think a lot of times, unfortunately, uh, the reason why people struggle with it so much is churches are afraid to talk about it. Churches are afraid to talk about, you know, pornography or homosexuality or or sex outside of marriage or or you know all those different things, adultery. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. It just makes us uncomfortable, but. God's word is designed to, to make us uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. designed to, to convict. It's, it's also designed to correct. 
Um, and, and we see that in Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that, that we know that if, if God's word is, is God-breathed, if it's inspired, um, that it is useful. It is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and a training in righteousness is what, which is what the verse says. Uh, you know, before we move on to the next topic, I did just want to talk about the idea that I think a lot of the times the reason people are afraid to talk about these things, because it's not an unjustified fear, the church does have a lot of shortcomings mm-hmm. where we do judge people, we do look down on people or think of them as less than and, you know, in our heart of hearts, I think sometimes when you see someone that you're jealous of in the church, when something bad happens to them, you might be a little glad because of it. And that's a sad thing and it's something yeah. we need to keep in check. What I think is most important is that the church should be a safe place and a safe group of people that you can share your struggles with. You know, if someone's entrusting you with a personal issue then you need to honor that trust. Otherwise, we're not being the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes a lot in with gossip as well. We're reading through James right now. Mm -hmm. And in James 1.26, you know, if anyone thinks that he's religious without controlling his tongue, then his religion is useless and he deceives himself. And James goes on to talk about that idea of a uncontrolled tongue being like a forest fire. Yeah. You know, when a forest, when there's a wild forest fire and it burns, that damage can't be undone. Now, the forest can go back, like there's healing in Christ, but once the cat's out of the bag, Mm. it damages relationships for good sometimes. And I think that's why it's so important for the church to be a safe place for people to talk about struggles. And and I think that's so, that's also, I mean, this kind of goes a little bit into our next topic, but um, I heard, uh, and I, I, I feel bad not knowing uh, who said it, but um, that this sexual sin and sex was like a, like a fire, and it was supposed to be contained in a fireplace. Mm. If it's anywhere else in the house, it's going to burn it up. That's but, cool. but in the fireplace, you know, that's where you, know, you get the warmth of it. Um, and God designed these things and designed uh, things to operate in a certain way. Um, and I think churches have to be equipped to talk about them mm. because God wasn't God never shied away from talking about them, yeah. um, and I don't believe the church should either. Well, Phil, I guess what we're going to talk about next is the importance of of sharing the hard stuff. I don't know if you could share some of those ideas with us on why we need to be able to talk about those things. See what. Well, when we start to, to share about the hard stuff and even the good stuff, uh, we, have to, we have to know that all aspects of the word are good. Um, that the good stuff, the encouragement, you know, the salvation, that's great and we should be sharing those things. But also, on the opposite end, we have to be alright to share those types of things. And I think really the main thing is when we begin to, to share the hard stuff, we share the good stuff, we share all aspects of the word, it really produces an unstoppable growth um, because really then no part of the word of God is, is untouchable for you. You can read something that really convicts you or, or something you're like, man, we need to work better on this or um, maybe we need to uh, you know, run, run this race with more endurance, uh, more perseverance, have more joy uh, in sufferings and, and those types of things because those are all hard things to do. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, we got the sexual sin, those things that are 
you know, churches have a hard time talking about, but even, even just the hard stuff in our Christian walk. Things like considering it pure joy when we face many, many trials because that produces in us perseverance. See, see, what's really cool about the Word of God is that it does equip us for all good works, all things God. Um, and I think when we, when we understand that the Word of God equips us to persevere through hard things, through the hard stuff, and through the good stuff, I really think we begin, we begin to draw closer to God. Yeah. Um, our relationship becomes stronger. Um, it becomes more intact. It, it really it starts to lack nothing. I mean, when, when, you, when you can do that, and when you can talk about the good stuff and the hard stuff, I think then God can really use you for his kingdom. Really begin to put you in a place that you can just say, I'm ready to go. Um, which I think is a great place to be. And I'm not saying that life doesn't hit you and you, you kind of fall out of that place. And that's what we're talking about. Those are the hard, that's the hard stuff right there. It's so important for us to know that, that God wants to instill in us this idea that everything that he says to us is good even the things that make us feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it's a very biblical idea that we need to be willing to rejoice with one another, but also mourn with one another. And we struggle with both of those things. We struggle with our relationship with our fellow church members, our brothers and sisters in Christ, being a superficial relationship. You know, a big theme in the church is wearing a mask or taking off mm-hmm. that mask. If we're not willing to take off that mask and be real with one another, even about the good things. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the hard things right now, but even just about the good things. How can you have a real relationship where you can rely and depend on someone if you're just not willing to talk to them about your life, if you're not willing to see them outside of Sunday or Wednesday if your church has a Wednesday service? You know, when we work together, when we talk with one another, when we trust one another... We are equipping each other to better serve the body as a whole. And going forward, when there's new believers or people who might be interested in becoming a believer, we can help them with those things as well. We're not going into it totally unprepared. You know, mm-hmm. We've dealt with these things before. We've seen our brothers and sisters in Christ deal with them. And that's why it's so important. It's important to sustain and maintain our relationship with God, but also in going and making disciples, sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think something, you know, that, that's really impactful for for us as believers to know that we, I know we're going to talk a little bit later about it, but not, not being shameful of things that we've done because we have to know that those sins that we hide, the hard stuff that we hide from, from others ends up really blowing up in our face. Yeah, it does. Um, eventually, we might think that we have it contained, we have it under control, but eventually, for one, God already knows, but eventually it's going to come out. Yeah. Eventually it's going to blow up, and it's better to deal with th- things head on than it is to wait and let it simmer and, and really let it kind of, like I said, explode. Um, and then, obviously, the consequences can be a lot more dire than uh, what they were. Yeah. I think when you... When you look at bad situations like a 
a husband or wife committing adultery against their spouse, when they get caught, it's not normally the first time. No. Think there's always a buildup, and if you aren't willing to cut something out at the root, and the best way to do that is by asking for help, yeah, then you got a problem. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you know the church should should be able to, you know, like we said, be there, um, be ready to help that fellow believer or non-believer in those hard things, because those are the questions that you're gonna get. You're not gonna. You're not really gonna get the questions about how do I encourage you know this person. You're gonna be like, how do I deal with my porn addiction? How do I deal with my uh, addiction to to so many things? Or how do how do I run the race with endurance? How how do I consider it pure joy? Um, those are the questions that as a pastor you're gonna get in your church and you know in all aspects. Even even a believer who's who's been a believer for many years ends up being faced with some of those questions. Maybe not so much on some things, but like running the race with endurance and persevering and because life just hits you one after another and, and it really can tear you down. And that's, that's why a church must be ready to build one another up, to lift one another up so that we can keep doing what God's called us here. Yeah. Keep laying those bricks in the kingdom of God, hmm. um, which I think is so impactful. But, but I think most importantly... You know, we can talk about things like, you know, why, why do people struggle with it, how they're difficult, you know, the importance of it. But I think most of all, if, if, I think we need to answer this, this question here is how do we apply it? You know, if churches and believers are struggling with applying this idea of hard stuff in their life, making it, you know, impactful and making it, you know, where they can handle it. Um, I think that's the most important. So what do you think? You know, how do we begin to apply this in our Christian walk and churches today? Yeah, that's that's the big one. You know, how do we apply? Well, you, you mentioned earlier that, that shame aspect and overcoming shame is really hard. And I said that earlier that one of the best ways to overcome that shame is to know that the people that you're going to aren't going to look down on you aren't going to think less of you. They're still going to love you. They're still going to support you. And in some ways, they're going to be glad that you're coming to them with these struggles because, you know, in our church, we deal with a lot of people who have drug addiction or alcohol addiction. I would much rather one of them come to me and say, hey, I slipped up last night and I shot up or I got drunk. Can you help me out? I would much rather that happen and them know that I'm not going to think less of them because mm-hmm. stuff happens. Yeah. I want them to know that they can come to me and I'm going to be able to give them that support and that brotherly Christ-like love mm-hmm. that they need in order to keep going. So making the church a safe place is vital. You know, offering encouragement, offering comfort. And you know, we can talk about making the church a safe place. I think the other important thing is that us who are already believers are practicing what we preach. Yeah. If we have a new believer coming in who is really scared to talk about their past, that's why we practice giving our testimonies. In an upcoming episode that we've already recorded, it's ready to go out. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I are going to share our testimonies, and mm-hmm. those are useful. Those are useful not just to share the gospel, but they're useful 
for showing new believers, hey, you're not alone. Hey, I've got struggles too. Mm-hmm. And I've had struggles that I've overcome. You know, I got stuff I've dealt with and I'm still dealing with stuff now. Might not be the same stuff, mm-hmm. but just starting that conversation, offering that hand like, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with stuff too. It's okay. You know, that aspect of practicing what you preach. Yeah. I think this is why it's so important. And this is why we have to make sure that we are applying it, that, that Jesus is our standard. Mm. Uh, Jesus has to be our standard because he's the only one who came and dealt with the hard stuff and made it through. Yeah. So that's why we can rely on his His going through his temptations and, and, and coming down as in, in human form and, and being you know that, that kind of guide for our life um, and then going to the cross and you know for us because he loves us. I think that's how we have to operate also in the church. And, and like you said, that, that shame aspect, we should never, ever be ashamed of, of a life-changing gospel. Um, the gospel's not meant to, to sugarcoat things. Um, it's meant to deal with the good stuff. It's meant to deal with the hard stuff. It's meant to, to deal with sin. That's what the gospel dealt with. Um, it's dealt with sin. It's completely defeated. And, and when we want to deal with it, we have to rely on that life-changing gospel. And that's Jesus Christ. Um, we need to understand that talking about this hard stuff and talking about the good stuff but uh, will always be good because God talks about it. God wants to deal with it. You, you see that throughout the Word of God all the time. God wanting to deal with sin. You read the Old Testament, he's always talking about dealing with the sin of Israel. Um, you're always going to get this, this idea that, that God is our biggest fan. And when we deal with hard stuff, he wants to see us through the hard stuff. So I think when we begin to, to read our Bible, when we begin to read our Word, we, we, we just keep getting this better understanding of what God wants in our life. Um, whether that's, you know, your purpose or, or whatever it is, um, you can start dealing with things head on the more and more you're, you know, in the Word of God. And also, you know, it sounds like Sunday school answers. Read your Bible and pray. Yeah. They're one of the two biggest things that you can do. Read your Bible and pray. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you want to hear from God, you got God's Word. Yeah. If you want to know how to deal with hard stuff, it's right there. Um, it's so great to have people in your life also. Um, good mentors, good godly men and women uh, in your life to, to kind of stir you on, hopefully, to those two things, reading your Bible and praying. Because um, I believe that when we begin to pray about our hard stuff, God's going to answer us. He's going to show us how to deal with it. He's going to show us how to, to see it through. Um, and this is why I believe that, that Peter so often talks about suffering. Because it's not a thing is you know, if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. And we're going to see that through our whole life. So we have to be ready and equipped to deal with it. Um, so I think that's definitely big. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Robbie Gallaty. So make sure that I quote him and give him credit. <laughs> they, he has a phrase in his church that you got to get into the word until the word gets into you. That's like, good. You're not always going to read the Bible once and then have all the answers. Mm-hmm. It's takes work it takes commitment and it takes consistency mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with consistency mm-hmm. um, in, in fact I would say consistency is the best when you're when we're talking about 
things of God and, you know, reading your Bible and praying. Yeah. And another big thing that you mentioned is looking to your fellow brothers and sisters, getting a mentor, getting an accountability partner. Accountability partners are kind of cliche. I couldn't think of the word cliche. You know, you always talk about, you need an accountability partner and you're like, oh yeah, I got one. But do you really like having someone that you can call and be like, hey, I'm really struggling right now. I really want to do something X, Y, or Z that I know I shouldn't be doing. And knowing that that person's going to pray for you, knowing that that person is looking for that same support out of you when their struggles come. It's awkward. It's weird mm-hmm. being open with someone. You Side note, it should probably always be someone of the same sex. Yeah. Unless it's your spouse or significant other. But even then... You should even go beyond that. Yeah. Because yeah. there are certain things that well, you shouldn't keep anything hidden from your spouse. But there are some hard stuff. Yeah. That you might need a, a fellow you know, brother or a fellow sister. Yeah. You know, for sure. I, I definitely agree with that. And, and I mean, I, the idea of accountability, like you said, so cliche. Um, and the reason why it's cliche is because we want it, but we don't want to be committed to it. Mm-hmm. We need it, but we don't want to be committed to it. Nope. Um, and, and so many people, you know, just in my Christian walk, have talked about wanting you know, to be accountability partners or to, you know, have an accountability partner. And it's so often in a few weeks it falls through. Can I probably say that you're going to go through hard stuff a month down the road that you probably need somebody in your life to, to help to help guide each other for a long, long time? Yeah. Because like we said, there's never going to be a moment that hard stuff's not going to come up. Mm-hmm. Um, that things that you are, need to share uh, with first, you know, God, but also there are things that you need to talk about with your fellow uh, brother and sister. So, so in this in this podcast, I, I want to be clear here that that you're going to get non-sugar-coated information. Mm. That in this podcast, I want to make it clear that that we're going to talk about hard stuff, we're going to talk about good stuff, but we're not going to sugarcoat it because I don't believe the Word of God sugarcoats it. I don't believe that you're going to get anything here that that it's not going to be just straight up. You know, sin is sin, and sin is destructive, and sin leads you down a path that, that you never wanted to go, and, and sin will ultimately lead you to, to hell unless you've been redeemed by Christ, and that's why Christ came. Christ came to, to die and, and be resurrected for, for us, because he loves us. That's how God demonstrated his love, but this, this week's verse here, this first week that we're doing it, and... Uh, I think it's so great, you know, incorporating the Word of God in every aspect of your life. And, and I don't think any different here uh, on this podcast. So this weekly verse is Psalms 119, verse 6. says, Then I shall not be ashamed when I look upon all your commandments. All right. So this is the end of our first episode of Kingdom Faith. Just a reminder that we are going to be posting mon- episodes on Mondays. If you have any comments or questions or requests for something you might like us to talk about, you can email us at kingdomfaith2001, and that is at gmail.com, kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And we just want to thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.